0: Welcome to Essentials to Heal Yourself. I'm Lauralee Humphreys. So today's conversation is the completion of the conversation that we began in the last episode, where I introduce you to six concepts or six pillars, if you would like to call them that, of how to see your body. What kind of relationship do you want to cultivate with it, so that you can understand how to work with it? how it operates so that you can better heal yourself, feel more comfortable in your body and experience greater enjoyment, pleasure and growth in your life. So if you've not listened to the previous episode where I talked about the first four pillars of your relationship with your body, I encourage you to go back and listen to that before or even after you've listened to today's conversation. So why is it important that we look at our body through these lenses of the five pillars? Well, if you don't understand how your body's wired, if you don't understand its innate intelligence, if you don't understand the hardwired innate mechanisms that the body uses or expresses in order to heal itself and does so consistently every single time then you're just going to bang against the wall you're not going to understand what your body's doing and then it'll be easy to fall prey to the social conditioning that we've been inundated with and we and then you run off to the doctor and look for drugs which just cause more havoc in the body when you understand the body's going to do and respond to things exactly the same way all the time uh, Without deviation, then you can learn to trust how it operates. You, it's reliable and count you can count on it. That is how you can identify the way in which your body functions according to natural law. Because it is built to live in harmony with nature, with life. It is also built to be your vessel, to house you, your spirit, your entity. Your, your consciousness, the intelligence of the body of all the 65 trillion cells in your body. They understand this and they know this. So it behooves you to understand all of this and work in con- in harmony and cooperation with your body. All right. So today's conversation, let's be we're beginning with the con- the fifth concept or the fifth pillar. And that is that your body is your teacher. It is the most intimate, up-close, in-your-face teacher you are ever going to have. Why? Because you're always in it. You're living in it. It's listening to you every day, all the time. And it's responding to everything that you do and you think and what you think. So therefore, it's up to you to learn to understand this and connect with your body in a deeper way to Explore the deep wells of wisdom and intelligence that's actually contained within your DNA, within the cells of your body. Your cells of your body, your DNA, that your body as a whole, it holds a vast, vast library of information, especially your DNA. It holds massive amounts of data and intelligence and information. Which, when you learn how to connect with your body, you can also learn how to connect into and tap into some of that wisdom and intelligence. We just haven't been taught that this is even possible or that there's even intelligence and wisdom information waiting for us in the DNA. As your teacher, your body is the container Not just for you and your spirit, your consciousness, but also for the life lessons that you are here in this life to work through and to master so that you can evolve. Life is about evolve or die, period. Therefore, your body is going to hold the lessons for you that will then activate or open up as you move through your life, kind of like timed release So that they can be presented to you so that you can then choose to understand them, heal, transform them, let go of them and move on. Or if you're going to refuse the lesson, then you will allow your body to begin its process of degeneration, disease and ultimately death. So when you've learned these lessons of whatever it is that you as a soul need to learn in order to improve yourself, to grow and evolve you no longer need those lessons in your life. You've mastered them. You finished that course of study, so to speak. Your mental outlook is different. The way you talk to yourself is different. The way you feel about yourself is different. You don't get triggered on all of the emotional issues that you normally had done in the past. You've learned to take care of yourself different, to eat differently, your lifestyle is different, your relationships are different. You've made changes in your life at a core level. That's what evolution and growth is. That's what life is about. When you've mastered that thing and learned that lesson, then the energy of that lesson is no longer required for you to hang on to. It's no longer registered within the tissues and cells of your body and within the cellular memory. It's also no longer registered within the complex, intricate matrix that is your energy system. Therefore, the frequencies and nature of your energy changes Therefore, your cells of your body are registering different signals, different types of frequencies from your energy system. Therefore, they function in a different way physically. They function in a more enhanced, expansive, healthier manner. So let me explain a little bit deeper what I mean by this if you haven't figured it out. So let's say for example, there's someone who has cancer doesn't matter where it's just they were given a diagnosis of cancer now oftentimes when people receive such a thing then they freak out they go into fear mode they buy into the bullshit that the medical uh, professionals have has told them that 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 it's an an absolute emergency that they have to like do something right now today immediately according to what they want you to do so that they make money at your expense and so you go down that path which ultimately only Kills your immune system and poisons you further and does great damage to your body. You sold out to fear and the social conditioning. There's another option available that always has been and always will be there in existence. When given such a diagnosis, there are often or also many people who take this other road. And they actually learned the lesson of what the cancer was trying to teach them in the first place. Once they get over the initial jolt or the shock of the thing, whatever the diagnosis was, in this case we're just using an example for cancer, rather than seeing it as a death sentence, rather than falling into the fear porn pushed on them by the establishment, They have enough wherewithal within their beingness, within their mind, within their consciousness to say, no, I'm not going to take your poisons. I'm going to deal with this situation in a different way. So what do they do? They go about looking at their diet, their mindset, their lifestyle. They go about following the natural laws and principles of health of how the body functions and what it needs to do in order to rid itself of said disease, of those out-of-control growths. And they come to understand that there are situations being set up within the body that caused the cells to have to respond in such an extreme way that resulted in malforming, cells and tissues because the body desires to live, because the body has an innate wired mechanism to survive and to heal and to correct itself and do the best it can. They come to understand that the body is an intelligent system, that the cells will do whatever they need to do in order to maintain their life because they honor their life. Even if it requires that they need to go to such an extent to create the aberrant growth. Such an individual will look at their relationships. They will especially look at what happened in their life. Traumas and, and, and life-changing events, two to three. uh, about 18 months to two years prior to the diagnosis, especially when it comes to cancer, because this is commonly what activates the disease process in the first place, is a traumatic event, like a divorce, a financial disaster, a death, a move, or something going on that the person has not been able to emotionally get beyond. Part of their spirit or their being is stuck in that place, in that event, that trauma. There's a lot of anger. When you look at the emotional component of cancer, the greatest emotion you will find that fuels that disease is anger. What is beneath anger? Pain and trauma. What is required to resolve all of that? forgiveness of self and of other and of letting it go. The person will be willing to look at those things and have hard, raw, truthful conversations with themselves to deal with their shadow and what they've done to themselves, what they've said, what they didn't say, who they thought they were, who they thought they weren't. They will also have those raw, hard truthful conversations with the people in their life to clean up the baggage to clean up the mess for whatever happened in the past it's not easy work it does take a lot of effort a lot of time a lot of commitment and ultimately a deep love and respect of self to do that kind of work it's not it's not easy which is also why this path is not for everyone. That's why most of the people will run off and just succumb to the the establishment fear porn and, and, and their recommendations for poisoning themselves with all those chemicals and drugs. The person who is on the path of healing will change their diet, will change their work situation. They will deal with the stress. They will deal with all of the things that were out of harmony with their soul, with their spirit. They will deal with the people that were not in alignment with who they truly are, who don't support their forward motion and growth. They will learn how to detoxify and cleanse their their body and eat differently, think differently. In short, it's a whole revamp of the person's life which is, again, why so few people are willing to do that. But that's what it takes to heal because the process of doing all of that is the lesson. That is the lesson that the body holds for you, waiting for you, giving you this question. Are you going to step into this this thing that's being presented to you and grow and heal and evolve, or are you going to shrink backwards and, and go into a devolving devolution spiral of death, disease, and degeneration. If you've missed the signals for so long that your body's been giving you, that's why you end up with such a heavy hitting disease because you've been out of touch and you've not listened to what your body's telling you all the way along. There's no reason for the body to get to such an extent, such an extreme, to create such diseases. We've just been so out of touch with ourselves, so out of touch with our bodies, so out of our touch with our own truth, so grossly socially conditioned that we don't understand this. And hence we experience the pain and anguish and the misery of so much sickness. We've missed the lesson that the body is here holding in front of you, asking you, are you going to take this on? Are you going to heal and evolve and grow? If not, the body will just hold it for the next round, the next time around, and then the experience will be far worse. And it will take a lot longer to heal from whatever that thing is that the body is presenting you with. At the end of the day, with these two routes of dealing with the lessons that, you're, that your body's containing for you, you will either evolve forward by changing all the things within yourself, making a, a core change within you, the way you view yourself, your, your relationship with yourself and other your body and other people. That changes the frequency set of your energy system, as I mentioned, and your body will respond accordingly. You evolve and grow. Therefore, the energies of... That expressed as the disease fall away. You've cre- recreated your body into a higher state, a higher form of health, of, of growth of consciousness, into a higher order of being. You've transformed the, the, the frequencies. The other way of transforming the frequencies is by doing nothing. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. The other way of, of allowing these energies to transform is to go down the path of fear. And not wanting to learn the lessons available. And so eventually, the body weakens more and more and more into debt into de- degeneration, disease, and ultimately death, and it'll take you out because you've been afraid to deal with yourself. you've been afraid of the lessons that your body was there showing you. In the big picture of life, it's very impersonal. You know, life, Doesn't care which route you take. Either way, the experience, the energy has been transmuted and transformed. Either you grew beyond it and learned the lesson and evolved, or you allowed the lesson to take you out. And then your body and the energy of your body decays into the into the earth. Either way, the the energy has been transmuted. The question is, what kind of experience do you want to have? Do you want to create more misery for yourself? Or do you want to learn and grow and get the message and do so in in a more timely manner so that your body does not have to go to such an extreme by creating such a heavy hitting disease that slaps you in the face? What are you going to choose? It's up to you. It's your experience. Your body is there to hold that lesson for you. So this brings me to a question that we often have that often comes up when we're talking about this. Fifth concept, if your body is your is your teacher, is oh, why do we have so many body issues? You know, stop for a minute. Think of when you either do or you did or you know someone who does or did have such a poor relationship with their body, a poor concept. There's areas that they hated about it. They're always complaining about their hips or their gut or their weight or their, uh, their nose is too big or their ankles are too fat or something. There's something always wrong with their body. They're always griping and moaning and complaining about it and criticizing it. And remember, your body's always listening to you. The cells of your body's always listening to you. And so it's got to defend against that barrage of negativity that you're constantly feeding it. Which then creates a chemical cascade of triggering your survival mechanisms. Puts you into a stress mode. Keeps you in the fight-flight sympathetic mode with the cascade of chemicals and hormones that are harsh and deteriorating onto your body, keeps you from from healing and resting and digesting because of your mindset and because of the negativity that you're telling yourself. Hence, and it just reinforces, amplifies more and more and more all of the areas of your body that you don't like. All of your disgust and your disdain for your body of how you don't like it. What I found to be true when it comes to issues like this, it's not the body in and of itself that you're taking issue with. The the issue is the nature of the energies that are being stored within that area of the body. The nature of the energies, which are unresolved patterns of thought, of emotion, of unresolved trauma, whether that be from this lifetime, in utero, genetic trauma through your generation, through your ancestry that was activated, through past life um, traumas that were a carryover and a bleed through into this life. It does not matter. That's how your body is your teacher, because it's holding these energies for you, asking you, are you going to heal and transform them or not? When you don't understand this, then we take issue with our body not understanding that it's actually the energies in the body, in that area of the body that you're rubbing up against and having an agitation against that feels so uncomfortable that you want to run away from and avoid and disown and all the negative stuff, disassociate from. This is especially, especially true when it comes to sexual trauma and sexual abuse. It's very commonly known that people who experience that, especially on an ongoing basis, they disassociate from their body. They can't stay in their body because the trauma and the pain and the anguish that's stored in the region, the pelvic region of their body, is so great that they don't even know what to do with it or how to even begin to work with it or to resolve it or to heal it. So all they do is just disassociate and check out. So how I come came to understand this was actually from my own experience. As I said in other, con- in, in, in other episodes, i spent many, many years doing a lot of inter- internal healing work, the energy healing work, body work, uh, learning from a, a psych- uh, intuitive psychic healer that taught me much about the nature of energy and how to heal and and to understand all the a lot of these concepts with the body and i after several years of all of that at some point i moved from salt lake city utah to las vegas nevada where i live now and in the first several months maybe like eight or nine months of moving to las vegas i was still doing a lot of a lot of internal work, a lot of emotional healing and clearing. And after a while, people started commenting on me, to me saying, well, wow, Laura Lee, you seem much more grounded. You seem so much more present and focused. And I was like, really? I, I, I couldn't even, I, I hadn't even noticed how ungrounded I was for so many years until I wasn't until I had the experience of uh, contrast to be able to look back and say, wow, I really wasn't in my body for a long time. You know, you can tell people who are not in, not grounded, not in their body, and you may have experienced this yourself or other people, but they're just hardly touching, having little to do with the physical reality of life because it's so difficult and painful and overwhelming for them that they'll just check out you know the lights are on in nobody's home they're just a lot of times they're there's you can tell it in their speech a lot especially it was the case with me for sure uh where it's like very very much my thoughts and my speech and the conversation was very mental i was very much on the like the mental energies mental plane of, of concepts and ideas and i would talk about things often about like etheric Or um, um, metaphysical concepts like what I'm talking about now, but in a way that people would look at me as if I had three heads, and I don't understand why they responded to me in such a bad way. But I didn't understand how ungrounded I was, and how I what I was talking. A lot of the stuff that I was talking about seemed so out there for some people. But as I've done more and more of my healing work over the years, and be able to to track. As I clear a lot of stuff out of certain areas of my body, then there's a shift. There's an energetic shift. And for me, it's become more and more pronounced because I'm a lot more sensitive to energy than I used to be. And I can sense it, and feel it more. But I'm so much more focused and grounded and present in my life so that I can deal with whatever's coming at me on the the physical um, experience of of the day-to-day stuff. Whereas before, it would have been far more overwhelming for me. A lot of this type of work is, cont- is called or referred to as shamanic work or soul retrieval because you're literally gathering pieces and parts of your energy, of yourself, of your spirit and bringing them back to integrate in with your into your body, into your whole energy system. When there's a lot of trauma, then your energy system can break and shatter. And pieces and parts of your energy can be, you know, strewn over, you know, out in the ethers. So it's bringing you back, connecting to that pain and the trauma. The pieces and parts that you disassociate from and disown are the pieces and parts that hold the trauma. And all of that is anchored within the tissues of your body and various areas of your body. So when you do the healing work and you shift and, and let go of the trauma, your energy shifts. Therefore, the cells of your body shift, as I mentioned before, and you find that you're far more congruent and integrity and together, much more focused and present. You're not scattered everywhere. You're not walking through your life like tiptoeing so that you can barely touch the ground because it's so painful and uncomfortable to be grounded here in physical reality. It's a whole different shift of, of, of perception and experience. And so going through that myself, then that's how I could truly understand and be able to convey to you the importance of how your body is your teacher and how it holds the lessons for you. It holds these traumas until you're willing to deal with them and and learn from them and grow. And then they fall away. You know, you can't just continually run and run and run and run and run thinking that the the traumas will never um, affect you. That your emotional issues will never affect you. They will always be there until you look at them and face them and deal with them. The way to get out of the pain and the trauma is to go through the healing process of feeling the anger, feeling the pain, feeling the emotions. It's only energy. It's not going to kill you. But if you don't feel those emotions and work through them, then they can kill you. The way out of the pain and the trauma is to do your emotional healing work. Then your body's able to release all of that painful energy that's been storing in the tissues and cells of your body. So that your body feels so much more comfortable to be in. So that you can actually be feel grounded within your life and present in your life and focused. And when you do that, everything in your life will begin to shift because you are present. So that's a big, huge one of how your body is your teacher of this fifth pillar, this fifth concept, which is really important to grasp and understand. And I know it's, it's kind of a lot to take on, but that is such a big, huge, important one for you to understand. So the sixth pillar or concept of how to understand your body and how to relate to it is to understand that Your body only knows present time. It responds and functions from the present moment. It doesn't operate in the past. It doesn't operate in the future. It operates in present time. Now the caveat with this is that if you have not dealt with a lot of stuff from your past, you're carrying around all past energies and stuff that I, like, I just barely, barely talked about, and it's anchored within your body, in present time, your body is going to respond accordingly in present time, responding as if you were doing things from the past. It's like that's how you're, you keep your past alive. It's, you keep responding in the same way you did in the past like five years, ten years ago, or whatever, the same emotional, mental, habitual loops of behavior that's anchored in your body, you bring your past, drag it forward into present time. Your body only knows present time. Therefore, that's the information your body has to work off of, to respond from. Therefore, you repeat the past in present time. The other way that your body responds to this is that it knows your truth. It knows your real truth, not the bullshit truth that you try and project and push out onto other people and out into the public. So following this example of if you've not dealt with a lot of past traumas, you're carrying them around, then of course... Because you judge them and you judge yourself as, as, as being ugly, unworthy, unacceptable, blah, 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 all the things. You want to hide that from other people and from yourself. And so you're going to create this facade, which is an ego facade. That is the development of an ego. It's a false identity to cover up the bullshit of yourself that you don't want to look at. And that's what you present to the world. Is this facade, this fake identity. And yet your body knows your truth because it's carrying around all of these energies, all this data, all this information that you don't want to look at about yourself. So your body language never lies. It will always tell you or convey your truth to other people, to everyone but you, unless you're willing to look at it. So people will look at you. It's like, you know, they can see right straight through you. A lot of times people who are aware, definitely they can People are intuitive. They read each other. They can see through your bullshit. They can see that you're not congruent. You're not authentic. You're not honest. Because you're not doing, you're not that way with yourself. You're trying to be who you're not. Because you're not willing to deal with your past. So your body language and your energy is going to broadcast that out. Can't lie. Your body doesn't lie. So if this is you, or if you know someone like this, how do you get out of that loop? How do you break that pattern? It's by going back and allow your body to teach you, to show you yourself. It's by stopping to look at yourself long enough, listening to the chatter that you tell yourself all day long. Start to get in touch with your emotions. Start to excavate and bring forth all this stuff that the cells of your body is holding for you all of the unresolved things within your energy system and it's being willing to learn willing to grow and evolve willing to learn from your body and what it presents to you of how it's responding based upon your actions and gradually over time as you become more self-aware you start looking at yourself and making different choices and And doing different actions, different behaviors, wearing different clothes, speaking different things, eating different foods. You're able to resolve and work through the stuff that you've been wanting to hide from yourself and everyone else. So that you can act more incongruent in integrity and with honesty with yourself. You're not trying to be something or someone that you're not. And you're just broadcasting, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. This is my truth. Take it or leave it. And you're not attached to the opinions of everyone else because you've developed a stronger core within yourself of self-knowing, self-trust, self-confidence. So other people can have opinions and it's like, who cares? It doesn't have anything to do with you because you know who you are. So that's that's an example of how your body knows present time and knows your truth. It doesn't lie. So to conclude our conversation today, that's the sixth pillar. Then I just want to reiterate the importance of self-care and really tuning into how are you doing things? What are you eating? What are you speaking? What are you feeling? How are you treating your body? How are you viewing your body? And I hope that today's conversation has again expanded your perception of what your body is for you so that you can learn to work in harmony with it rather than fighting it and pushing against it and creating so much stress, psychological stress, emotional stress, physiological stress, all of which create disease because you're not willing to look at yourself. So it does take commitment. It takes valuing yourself. It takes honest conversations with yourself. It takes a cultivation of love and respect and dignity for yourself. To really care for yourself in a way that facilitates growth, evolution, and expansion. Which is what life is all about. Which is why we're all here. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation. As I said before, if you've not gone, if you've not listened to the last episode where I walked you for the, walked you through the first four pillars or concepts of body relationship, I encourage you to do so. And also be sure to download the free gift I have for you with this episode. It's a guide that walks you through what it really takes to heal yourself, the four pillars or four aspects of yourself that need to be addressed. You can find the link to download that below in the description with this episode. And please share this episode around with your friends and family. Comment on the things that stood out for you the most with this episode. Like and subscribe to my channel, like this episode, and, and please help me share this episode or this my channel with other people. And with that, thank you again so much for tuning in and being here. I really appreciate you. And until next time, take care.